0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Local Heat Podcast, your source for quality music and events in the great state of Minnesota. I'm your host, as always, John Barnes, and today I'm joined in studio by Twin Cities artist Discover. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, thanks for having me here today. Yeah,
0: no problem. Great, great to have. Finally have you in. Very, uh, very valued member of the Local Heat community. You know, always, always seeing you in the, you know, in the uh, notifications. Always, always showing love at multiple different events. So it's good to finally have you in. So, we're going to start, you know, we're going to get into, you know, more about you and you know, your art. So I am going to start this off with how we've, we've been starting off the last couple of things. We have a segment I like to call the hot seat. So, I have this deck of cards, various questions on it. I'm just going to drop from the top, not just have it, you know. I don't like, I have no idea what's on most of these, besides the ones that I pulled. So, I'm just going to draw here and see what we got. Okay. So, in your opinion, what book belongs on everyone's bookshelf?
1: All right. So, I would say number one book that should be on everyone's bookshelf is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, It's something that my friend loaned to me right before I left to South Africa, Cape Town. I was studying abroad there for a while and the book is about um, being present, being in the moment um, and also being the watcher of your thoughts. So it kind of talks about how you can be the observer of your thoughts and your emotions and your life and that you don't have to be your emotions and you don't have to be your thoughts. And that it even goes as far as saying, you you shouldn't be anything and you should just be. And I would say that it kind of, just the experience of reading the book itself put me in a meditative state and that the long-term effects is that it just really, really built the person who I am and really allowed me to become a lot more present, um, seeking more of peace and joy rather than, like, happiness or excitement. i
0: have to, have to look into that in the future. Mm-hmm. So, get you here, Discover, how long have you been a part, would you say, of the, the Twin Cities music scene mm-hmm. in any capacity?
1: I would say, let's see, I probably... Officially broke into the scene when I was roughly 16 or 17 years old and I'm 22 now so that's like Roughly five years, but there was like two parts of it. So like Before I was going under the name disoriental and that was more like, you know, haha I'm like disoriented but also oriental like it's a joke I'm half Chinese so obviously it was kind of me not taking it very seriously and I was sort of like still trying to figure out what I was and that was for like a couple years and then between like 18 and 19 years old I kind of underwent a character transformation a lot of like building of my of the person I am and then I changed my name to discover and got a lot more serious about it okay been, like, about five years, I would say, like, a solid two to three years being serious about it and in the community, going to shows.
0: And when it comes to, like, the, the music that you actually made, uh, who would you say is the, is the biggest inspiration to that? Like
1: Idea. Okay. Idea is definitely the biggest inspiration. Um, and for those of, those of you who don't know, Idea is a hip-hop artist who has passed away now. RIP, but he was on the Rhymesayers label. He did a lot of stuff with Atmosphere, but he was like doing music in the pre two thousands era, very like philosophy based, kind of like abstract concepts, um, consciousness, and all of that. And he really, he really made me believe in what I had to say, because for a while, at first, it was a spark of like you know like I'm woke now. I got all this stuff that I gotta tell the world. But then after a while of making the music, that excitement kind of died down and I started to feel a lot less confident. Like, who cares what I have to say? This is like pretty out there. It's pretty radical. I don't know. But then I listened to Idea and he just, just resonated to me like in the deepest parts of my core and showed me it, that you really can say the things that you want to say you don't have to feel shame and you also don't really have to care what other people think and I only need to care about the people that care and that support yeah idea definitely like definitely one of the biggest influences there's like a few other like minor influences or like secondary like Kendrick Lamar he's just like really good at Mixing like lyricism with bangers and lyricism with like poeticism, and yep. all that jazz. And mm-hmm. apparently, his following, even though he's passed, like his following, and listens and views continue to grow every year. So like, I'm happy to see that um, he's still with us and he's still going as well. Yeah.
0: So, like when I first, you know, came to know of you and your music, you know, like, scrolling through Instagram, uh, I posted a couple of clips of. Uh, you playing the the kalimba, which for people that know is like a wooden block that has like these, like in a simplest ways, like this little block with the, these various these prongs on that. And uh, how, did, how did that instrument come to you?
1: Sure, so that instrument came to me when I was in Cape Town, South Africa at the University of Cape Town. And I took this class called African drumming. Um, later did I realize it was actually an African instruments class because we did lots of drumming. We did another instrument and then we were faced with this kalimba and I'd never seen this before in my life but we had to like buy one and the professor had like, you know, he had like really discounted prices and like the South African Rand is like way, like cheaper to the American dollar so it was like pretty accessible and affordable and pretty much like right when I strummed these tines, it was like an angel that's the best way to describe it with these little buzzers and it's nothing like the one that i played at um this other show the one that i got was like it's called like that quote-unquote african tuned karimba so it was like supposed to mimic the more traditional imbira which is like the original inception of kalimba's but i got that one i played it it's like a 17 note of guy and then my partner got me the newest one i have now which has like the full scale and this one really kind of opened a lot of options and availabilities to song and i can play covers like i did old town road talk by khalid i can do like some like legend of zelda songs and then also some like original compositions as well
0: it's like how how much of that do you uh, do you incorporate into you know a traditional set like when you do go out to perform?
1: It's currently pretty minor. Um, I think like when I was doing more of like the first kalimba, I could probably play that for a long time because the songs are really circular and you could just come back to the same thing and stretch it out. But with this, it's like pretty minor. Uh, last night I had a thirty-minute set and I played kalimba for like ten minutes so like i'm like still trying to master playing it live the nerves are really challenging and the only way to actually play it with mastery is to practice every single day if i miss a day i can feel it like this one has all these tines that are super close together and if you pluck it just a little bit wrong you'll play another note or two notes at the same time so like right now it's like pretty minimal but everyone keeps telling me dude make a beat out of that you gotta sample that. Make a beat, up. rap over that, dude. So, I'm gonna do that soon, but I'll take some time.
0: I guess it can be said with a, with a lot of different, you know, things. Is like, the, you know, the key, the, key to the mastery, you know, getting better is just consistent, you know, practice.
1: Exactly. I like to. I like that it's kind of something that helps me stand out a little bit because, like, let's be real, rap is pretty saturated right now. It's like anybody can be a rapper, so like we all have to kind of find our niche. And I feel like this is going to be a part of my niche.
0: We talked about, you know, your influence. Like, How, how would you describe your sound for somebody that, that has not heard you before?
1: How would I describe my sound? Someone who hasn't heard me before. I usually, I usually describe my sound as coming from a basis of values. The biggest change from disoriental to discover was that I started to build my lyricism and really kind of hold tight to the values and morals that I had. I feel like before I was kind of you know, like a teenager and I just did whatever I wanted and I didn't have a full understanding of the world, but after I kind of was awakened to the reality of the world and the terrors of the world and um, the way that we should respect people in certain groups but don't always do became a lot more important to me. So I would say I'm a socially conscious hip hop artist. I really value, uh, respect, empathy, um, but also knowledge expansion. So a lot of my music is lyric based. That's like the top priority of my craft and also trying to widen the perspective of my audience.
0: It's very important for you to be say, you know, saying something and you, know, you want to have you know, lines that matter.
1: Like you want to be... Definitely, I would, I would definitely say that like every single line that I write Is extremely deliberate. Even every word that I use in the lines are very deliberate. But I also really like to have fun. Um, You know, a lot of my music is incredibly serious, but um, you know, I'm. You're not the only one who wants to see come someone come up on stage and throw a banger on and everybody turn up. It's fun. That's all. I feel like that's like really ingrained in hip hop. It's just like having a lot of excitement during live performances and the recorded music. So I try and like take my concepts and frame them and wrap them in a way that can be exciting and appealing.
0: It's, it's always it's always great when some you know somebody can you know achieve that balance of like uh, you, know, you mentioned Kendrick Lamar. He, you know is like he has you know you know songs that are you know a bit more simplistic, you know, and, and, and like have that uh, energy to it. But then, the, you know, you also can you know, flip it around. There's, you know, stuff like words. Uncle, he's really, he's really saying something, you know. Exactly. And, and I have lines that stick with you. Exactly,
1: exactly. And it can be, it can be challenging sometimes not. It can be challenging to really um, be concise about certain things. Because with rap, sometimes all you have is 16 bars, and you're trying to fit a 30-minute dialogue into 16 bars. So, like, that also comes with it is not being too complex, to, like you know, be too expansive, but also not too simplified, where it's not covering all the bases of what you're trying to talk about. So it is a balance, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the Rick Ross Andre Three Thousand song sixteen. You know, Andre he talks about you know, it's you know having so much to say, but you know, only like the limit. You know, sixteen. It's like when you know when sixteen isn't enough. I'm just like you know having having all all that in your head, only having you know a certain Amount of time or space, you know, space to to get it out. So when it comes to like recording, and, like releasing, you know, music and you know shows, like, do you have like um like like a solid like backlog or like like what like what does your catalog look like right now as far as recorded music?
1: I have. So I did. I take a lot of my disoriental music off of the web because frankly, people don't need to hear that, including myself. Yeah. But on um, like all streaming services. The first thing I dropped in 2018 uh, was Discovery. That was sort of like my debut, um, kind of change of artistry. And that's like an eight song album. And then after that, I have a few singles, including Exploration, Kuna Matata, Zazen, and Nobody's Safe. And then there's like one song that's like not included on the streaming services, really, that's on my SoundCloud.
0: Do you have, like, a, a, pro- a project in mind, upcoming, or just, what does your plan, like, look like for, like, releasing recording music? And-
1: so I have, yeah. like, I do have, like, songs lined up that are ready to go. Um, like, I'm going to be releasing a huge collaborative that we've been working on for, like, two years called Together We Stand, uh, with several artists next month, and then the month after that I have another single, and then i think after that one i have a music video so like there's like things in place that are coming um but i'd like to add that i'm never really satisfied with it Uh, it's kind of pessimistic to say but after i dropped my album i was like okay all i want to do are singles and collabs and i've done like some collabs but not enough like i see all these great artists and they're always like let's collab and I'm like yes and then I just like have no vision at all for us like meeting because like I'm so caught up in like the schedule that I have and the work that I'm doing and all the things that I feel like I'm falling behind on so like part of me is like part of me is like sticking to the schedule and you know just trying to have a nice structure about it but there's another part of me that kind of wants to reinvent myself reinvent what I'm gonna do. I don't really plan on having like a big conceptual album um, until later, just because of how time consuming it is and how much that really constrained me from collaborating with the artists because it was very concept based. But okay. definitely want to collaborate with a lot more artists.
0: With this, uh, with, this be, with this being local heat, are there, uh, are there, like any uh, artists within the Twin Cities? Could this be any genre that you're really enjoying right now? or just, just Minnesota in general it can be, you know, they're in like, you know, middle of nowhere, Minnesota and stuff.
1: Um, I honestly got to say Aaron Avis. Okay. Um, he And I am a little bit biased because he is like my best friend, but also I'm super proud of him because of how much he's transformed as an artist. He is like increasingly impressive. He produces everything, creates all the beats, does all the live instruments, does all the vocals, all the mixing and the mastering and the promotion. Like, he is a one-stop-shop hustler, and his music has, like, really transcended, like, what hip-hop is and what um, I've even seen. Um, outside of that, I want to shout out X-E-X-X-E. His music is just incredible, super talented. Pact has been really cool. Uh, Brandon Pulfus goes off. Um, Hannah Sabano is a new one that's, like, up-and-coming. Uh, Nerdy, you know Nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Nerd-y a friend of the Show, Nerdy is the goat. Nerdy is like really incredible live, and also just super, a very talented and unique package. Yeah. Right.
0: I feel like I'm always seeing like, it's like oh I'm doing this show, I'm doing that show. Like the guy, the guy is constantly performing.
1: Always. Yes. And it's like big shows too.
0: Yeah, it's everything from yeah everything everything from like just like small, you know you know, stuff to like, oh, he's performing at like a museum where he's performing, you know, at, the, at, this, at this and that, so he's, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and he just recently uh, started, you know, started doing music full time, like, he recently was just like, hey, you know, I'm putting my all into this. So, he, he, even before that, and like, even now, he's like, he's just been consistently, you know, doing stuff. Sorry if it's super hot in here, I don't know. It's like the, the, yeah, the local heat. Local, yeah, yeah, the heat, the heat <laughs> is definitely here. It's localized in my apartment building right now. <laughs> Man, yeah, so we, we let, yeah, all, all those people, you know, Packed, Brandon, Nerdy, X, all these, you know, I guess it's safe say friends of the show and definitely people, you know, people that we, you know, enjoy here.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, want to shout out CMJ and Uncle T, because they put on um, the local dope. Yeah, Say that curse word. It's not funny. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Local dope shit. Yep. And they put on all the local artists. I like the way they do it, because they started, they started with an open mic and then they also, um, actually, I don't know if they start it with one or they end it with one. I
0: think, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, th- yeah, I think they clo- yeah, close out the night.
1: With like an open mic. And I really like that. Um, being able to give people who aren't known enough to get booked right away and a chance to really get some exposure is really valuable to me.
0: Yeah, I, yeah it was, very, you know, very, very great. You know, having people, you know, like that, you know, within the Twin Cities. Like, I was just, I was just telling CMJ, um, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know how, you know, they find time to, you know, coordinate, you know, two monthly, uh you know, multiple m- monthly, you know, created, you know, events, plus record or release their own music. It's, you know.
1: I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. These artists. And then there's, like, and then, like, you also see them at live shows, too. Yeah. I swear there's just clones. I'm convinced there are clones and, or they're just one person and they don't sleep.
0: It, it's just, you know, t- time, t- time management is a, is a thing that you know. Some people they seem to have you know mastered more than others, yeah. but yeah, definitely, definitely chat to you know CMJ, Uncle T, Uncle Dope shit. Very, very appreciative of what they do. in The Twin Cities. Speaking of uh, events in the Twin Cities, are there any uh, upcoming opportunities for the people to see Discover live? Um,
1: not at the moment. Um, I wish I could say yes, but the last show that I was booked for. Um, was the one last night, Aaron Avis' release show. But what I can offer is that somewhere in the near future, Aaron Avis and I are starting a movement and it's be, gonna be called Rhythm and Action, which is a essentially a climate change, or a climate change movement for artists and musicians to take part in. It basically redefines what a climate actor is and turns the average Joe into a change agent. So we're going to set up a very specialty mix show um, in the near future and I'll be keeping people up to date on that.
0: Yeah, you know, so be on the lookout for that. Aaron and Discover doing a lot of, you know, very, yeah, very, very, unique, yeah, very unique event, you know, sounds like. And if you just you know, stay tuned for that. And uh, if you want to keep up with everything Discover, where can, where can they find you on social media?
1: If you do, at discoverunity all lowercase all one word you can find me basically anywhere uh, Instagram is the best place Facebook as well I'm also on Snapchat and Twitter and TikTok I'm not yet on LinkedIn I still have to convince myself that's worth it but you can also go to my website discovermelodies.com but for all social media platforms it's at discover unity.
0: thank you discover for uh Coming through, always you know love having people come through local heat HQ. It's been picking up, you know, mm-hmm. very very fast in the last last couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm glad I was able, you know, get you in along with everybody else. But uh, yeah, Sync- discover unity, go follow him. Yeah,
1: thank you, John. This was actually my first interview, so thank you, local heat, for putting me on <laughs> with a brand new experience.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you for coming through. And uh, until next time, we're out of here.